Anyway, yeah, so um, I've got mine at 1.15. That's basically when the entrances start. We all sitting about there. Yes, we all have the same uh, fake news story. That's what I'm wondering. Yeah, right. That's yeah. That's how the uh, I've got techie poo. That's what I got over here. Yeah, the European Union wants to invest in OneWeb. Yep, that's the one. Oh, so it gives everyone the same. Doesn't like dynamically generate your different news articles. Oh, it changes every sort of. It changes every few days, depending. That's oh, how okay. they keep this whole shit hidden. Yeah. I do love some of the other recent posts, though. Your Wi-Fi is in danger if you have these objects near the router. <laughs> very insightful you you learn something while you're watching this wrestling yeah hey you can get accidental news you can install windows 11 on the pc you want but microsoft is not responsible for what happens i hate when things does not responsible (laughs) (laughs) i've also already installed windows 11 now have you yeah well microsoft's not responsible (laughs) it's it's very true they're not they're not responsible for anything (laughs) All right, are we ready to punch in the play button? <clears throat> Let me clear my throat. Yeah. Are you going to do like an intro thing or just... Oh, know, yeah, we might it. as well intro while we're we, here. Do we need a special openness thing as this is a shorter episode? No, I just say we're just watching the Daniel Bryan, Kenny Omega match, whatever. Yes, what Mick said. I'm just going to take the recording from when we started talking about the fake news article. Okay. Hey, either or. <laughs> But yes, for those listening, we're not watching a movie, we're watching wrestling, but we're watching AEW uh, Dynamite Grand Slam, and it's Kenny Omega, the AEW World Champion, taking on the former Daniel Bryan, now back to his original name of Bryan Danielson, the American Dragon. Mick's here, Adam's here, Yo, talking over me, introducing them. Well, don't say stupid shit like that in the intro. <laughs> Adam, the wrestling partner Omega Kennison. I mean, this is stupid. This is where we're starting. Yeah. Are you what ready? Are you, are you ready to break your AEW cherry, Adam? I am. Pop it when you're ready. Now, Mix, you, you've already seen this match, haven't you? I have seen this match. I saw it when it uh, when it aired. I was very enthusiastic. Okay, so you're not allowed to talk at all during this podcast. Okay, <laughs> I'm here as an observer <laughs> on this audio. All right. I will say just quickly for um, Adam's sake and I guess Joel's sake too. This is not for the world championship. It is a because Daniel Bryan has come has come in fresh from the outside world. He has no ranking, therefore he can't challenge. So this is a non-title match. Course. I'm level with you, Mick. I have never taken any claims of world championships in wrestling seriously ever for any yeah. reason. Ah. Ah. They're made up titles. It's whose I'm... line is it anyway scoring? It doesn't matter. Oh, but they do. That's the point. Anyway, fuck it. We'll get, let's get on the thing. Okay. On three, two, one, press play. Three, two, one, play. And the uh, right of the Valkyries hits. We all yes. know what that means, don't we? Um, you're flying into Vietnam. That's, yeah. that's what that was. That's right. <laughs> I was waiting for the Apocalypse Now reference. It has to happen. It's like obligatory. <laughs> See, for me, it's more of a battlefield Vietnam, but still, same thing. Mm. That is an excellent man done. Right? Well, he's tidied up his hair because he usually has pretty long hair unless he cuts it really short. So this is kind of he like... Has the... The, uh, the happy medium. Right, usually goes for the big old lumberjack beard and hair. Yeah. Just, you know, little gnome. 
Purple jocks are a brave choice, I think. <laughs> They're more maroon, right? Yeah, all right. Pebble. Yeah, really is more about burgundy. <laughs> but yeah, just some more context, again, for Adam or anyone who hmm. doesn't know what's going on. Daniel Bryan, like I said, he basically, he main evented WrestleMania this year, ended his contract there and said, I'm coming over here because this is what I need to do for the whole sake of wrestling. Whereas this, this guy coming out, Kenny Omega, best wrestler in the world for like four years over in Japan. And when this company form, formed over here, he's one of the executive vice presidents of it and has just been kicking ass in the ring this whole time. It's basically the two best people in the world who couldn't meet previously coming together in this company. So everyone's so a little bit a pretty, uh, exciting match. It could be. Don't know how much of the audio you've got up, but if you can hear the crowd, they will be losing their banana. Oh, good. I was quite impressed by the uh, graphics on the bridge as well. Mmm, smexy. Yeah. Although oh. from what I see in other matches, it looks like it's slippery as shit. Yeah. <laughs> Which is not ideal. Well, a lot of that stuff's lifted from WWE production as well. Like they mm. do, they do very similar sort of uh, ramps and stuff. The Titantron, yeah, and the Titantron evolved from just yeah. being a screen to being like the ramp and the ring. So does yeah, that no. ramp move away, or do they just not go out that side of the ropes? Uh, they do go out that side, and it doesn't move away. Mm. No shit. All right, I'm just, already excited. Yeah, there's just one really dangerous side of the ring. <laughs> Got to be really shitty if you crack that big screen. <laughs> and just as a a juxtaposition I was watching Wrestlemania 6 earlier this week and um you know they come to the ring in ring carts because it's like a giant stadium mm. yeah. love the ring carts and uh this short little walk to the ring for an entrance has thrown me yeah. <laughs> feel very intimate right like they just walked in and they're there yeah <laughs> also Joel it's kind of cheating to cram before your next podcast oh <laughs> Yeah, I was just watching WrestleMania 6. I know it's going to happen next week. Well, let's watch WrestleMania 6. <laughs> I've just been watching stuff on the WWE Network because, you know... Why not? I'm sad and lonely. <laughs> <laughs> These boys look happy to see each other. Daniel Ryan, I'm pretty sure, is just happy to be in a place where he can wrestle how he likes to wrestle. Whereas in WWE, yeah. as good as he was, there was various limitations on him. Yeah, and just some um, AEW background. Um, All Out was their last pay-per-view, is that right, Mick? Yeah. Yeah, the most recent one. Yeah. So they had Adam Cole, who came over from NXT, which is part of WWE, and he debuted. He debuted at the end of the Kenny Omega main event match. Um, and sided with Kenny Omega, and then Brian Danielson debuted and sided with... Fuck, I can't even remember who Omega was wrestling. Christian, mate. My boy, Christian. Christian, Christian that's right. Put some respect on Christian Cage's name. <laughs> it was a hell of a match, but it was one of those ones where everyone just knew Kenny wasn't losing. Yeah. So the crowd went nuts for both Adam Cole first and then Brian Danielson. Yeah. Well, they had that whole, uh, you know, here's your surprise. Oh, shit, double surprise. Well, it was the third surprise as well, because they had the Ruby Soho one earlier. Ah, uh, even the fourth, mate. They had Minoru Suzuki in one of the earlier matches. 
Oh, yeah. It was a big deal for, J- for Japanese fans. Yeah. Well, fans of Japanese wrestling, actually. <laughs> you can be any nationality and be impressed with Minoru Suzuki. Yeah, but someone who doesn't watch Japanese wrestling, I had no idea who he was. But... Nah, and, f- and fair enough. Yeah. But he's, you know, I always love he has the best uh, nickname, Murder Grandpa. Murder Grandpa. Yeah. Just an insane old man who will choke you out. So I'm assuming, unlike WWE, they like to pretend there's rules here? Yeah, mostly. You'll see, it, it honestly depends match to match. Every now mm. and then in like a tag team match, both teams will just ignore the fact that they have to tag and just start doing crazy shit all over the place. Yeah. But, um, or just you know. picking up on the fact that they're sort of you know, pretending to enforce the breaks. Yeah, I think they're kind of... Because didn't they start off doing a lot of wacky shit? And then um, they're kind of starting to set themselves apart from WWE by taking it more seriously now particularly with all the talent that they're bringing over. Again, it's case-by-case case basis, almost seg- almost match-by-match, match, you know? Yeah. Because there's still some pretty goofy, funny stuff in there. But it's all... It's got that sort of... Um, the three-ring circus vibe about it, where if you don't like the clowns, you like the elephants. If you don't like the elephants, you like the acrobats. You know, there's, there's something for everyone, yeah. but not everything is for everyone. Yeah. The rules can be a bit pliable, depending on the situation. But this one, yeah. Mm. Straight up half an hour singles match. Yeah. Now I wasn't watching any wrestling when Brian Danielson was making it big in WWE as Daniel Bryan and the whole yes, yes shit. Mm. Um, but my my most um, enduring memory of him is in that greatest Royal Rumble. Because he was number one in that, wasn't he? I think so, yeah. Where he lasted forever. Yeah, because Adam... They did this greatest yeah. Royal Rumble, and it was set... What was it set? Like, Saudi Arabia or something? <laughs> They're all in Saudi Arabia. Yeah. <laughs> and they had 50 men compete <laughs> instead of 30. Yeah. It was huge. <laughs> pretty nuts. And Daniel Bro- Is that the one where um, Titus fell down? Yeah, I think it was. I hope so, because that's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll get onto that story in a sec, but Daniel Bryan, um, as he was at the time, was number one. And lasted for ages, almost to the end, I think. Um, yeah, like third or fourth or something. He was up there. Yeah. But his fucking chest was just like bruised and red because he got just getting chopped there. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> well, some pretty good pinking going on already, really. Yeah. Well, he looks like a guy that will mark easily, right? But he was getting vicious chops to the chest. Mm. As basically bur- bursting all the blood vessels underneath his skin. <laughs> the only one who's better for that is uh, Seamus. Yeah, every single hit on him just comes up great. Oh, well, he's pure. <laughs> he's pure white. But mm. um, yeah, as you said, uh, Titus O'Neil, when he came running to the ring, he stumbled and slid and went under the ring. <laughs> <laughs> it was like a magic trick, man. It was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> it sort of like okay, fell. Man. He just, like, fell into it and said, fuck it. I'll find you the gif of it, Adam. It's one of the most hilarious things you'll ever see. Because the dude literally came within inches of dying yeah. by hitting all the metal that's under the ring, but he somehow missed it all. Yeah, definitely <laughs> sent it through. Yeah, just a full head-first slide under the ring. Oh. It's one thing they do... 
uh, in modern wrestling is the kicks and the chops. Because you really hear that smack. Yeah. Like in yesteryear, obviously. Didn't really get into it that much. Whoever figured out that, you know, if you slap your thigh, you get the awesome super kick sound. And if you kick, the, and if you hit them with like the chop or the flat of the kick pad, you get the awesome slap sound. Yeah. It was a genius. It just adds that, again, audio effect to the visual and just doubles the impact. Yeah. I do like the uh, audience participation on that whole smashing them with the bollard thing, but that could have backfired, right? Oh, yeah. 100%. There was a thing a couple of weeks back, um, a guy, Andrade, who dove over the ropes into the crowd and he hit the barricade so hard that it kind of hit this kid and you saw him just sort of stop what he was doing and like apologize (laughs) (laughs) they designed their turnbuckles to be easier to stand on i don't know i don't know why they have those different uh types of turnbuckles because i've seen them pull it off and there's a regular or what we're used to turnbuckle underneath it so i'm not sure Regulation turnbuckle, eh? Yeah, the regulation turnbuckle on the the weird-ass taped cable that is the ropes. <laughs> I mean, what the fuck is Pitbull doing over there? <laughs> um, coming up with the song of the summer. Yeah, the boogie throw. <laughs> Yeah, my uncle used Love to that. do that to his sons. See how the crowd jumped up for that one? That's a classic Brian Danielson thing where he will just hold uh, a hold that should have been broken all the way up to the five count and he'll just say to the referee, I have till five. Just, I'm not going to release this motherfucker until I get every second out of this pain that I can. Yeah. I mean, I kind of like that. <laughs> yeah, everyone does. It makes sense, right? It does. Why release early? Fuck that. Yeah, you're not going to disqualify me till five. I've got till five. <laughs> well, they don't win on score either, right? I mean, <laughs> not often, no. <laughs> TNA tried a scoring system; it died in the ass. It's just such an unsatisfying way of seeing anything end. Yeah, right. Even MMA fights, it's like, ah, oh, here comes three people's opinions. <laughs> hey, speaking of stupid competitive shit, I've actually been watching BattleBots. We should watch that sometime too. <laughs> Is that like the um, the fighting robots thing? Yeah. Yeah, that was always fun when I was a kid. I actually I would. really like it. Like, I mean, watch it with my daughter. It's great. I'll give it a crack. Why not? I'm into most things battling. Humans, robots. Not not roosters. I think that's against the rules. The robots thing sounds stupid, right? You're like, ah, robots. And then you realize how big they are and what they weigh <laughs> and how high they throw each other. And you're like, holy shit. Well, I always remember there was one that had, like, these crushing pincers. And that was the best one because it like all the others were trying to like chop and cut and slice. This one would grab you, crush you, and just ruin the mechan the mechanisms inside, and that was it. I tell you what, the, the season I've been watching, they don't fuck around. They got like flamethrowers. They got like bloody rotary spinners where they can toss 150 kilos into the air, and you're like, holy crap! Did the flamethrowers ever do well? Yeah, sometimes it cooks the electrics inside. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, his chest is starting be... to look the same color as his tights now. It is. It's a clever, a clever choice in costume after all. <laughs> it's a long-term... The more dressed he gets. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, it's like a long-term camouflage tactic. <laughs> Ooh, I like Mick, that. Mick, explain the dude on the outside of the ring in the pink jacket. 
Okay, that's Don Callis. He's uh, been Kenny Omega's mentor, coach, uh, manager for years and years and years of his life. And detachable penis, by the look of him. <laughs> Almost. That's probably the nicest thing anyone's said about him in a while. <laughs> but no, he's a fantastic manager. He's really entertaining, but also an incorrigible dick, which is exactly the point. There's and a... the more he's a dick, the more it rubs off well on Kennedy. On Kenny, not Kennedy. He rubs off his dick, what? Yeah, he rubs <laughs> off his dick on Kenny. It's, uh, yeah. <clears throat> there's, a, there's a Macho Man cosplayer in the crowd. Did you see him? Not his spirit? No. <laughs> Ghosts get free tickets, right? No. <laughs> he's in, I haven't a, seen him, but I'll look for him. Yeah, he's in this shot in that crowd. Oh, yep. I see him. I'm missing him. Where is he? Sort of like the middle of that front bank. Yeah, front, yeah, front row right middle, right? Like, very clear direction in what would be a really <laughs> easy position to give me. Adam, Adam just, I just scanned that whole purple area. He's in there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, he's kind of obscured. He's kind of like a few rows back. Alright, I'll keep an eye out. Ah, this is a nice move. Where is he? Ooh. Yeah, that takes nuts. Kenny <laughs> is a ridiculous athlete. As He doesn't look amazingly big, does he? But no, neither seen... of them do, but like, they're actually quite uh, acrobatic, considering. Oh, definitely, but Kenny is also has a ridiculous amount of strength from what I've seen him do, like lifting up dudes out of moves that are like half not working and just pulling it off with a strange level of ease. It's very impressive. The dude is way stronger than he looks. Yeah, he's definitely got a strong core looking at him. Oh, he's broken skin. Look at that. Yeah, they're not fucking around. He's getting turned into chuck meat. Have you heard of the Bella Twins, Adam? <laughs> Name sounds familiar. Yeah. So they were like, you know, a couple of slutty chicks in the WWE. <laughs> Daniel Bryan's married to one of them. They were in a... Um... A romantic storyline on TV, which is why they started hanging out, and it turned into a real romance, I think. <laughs> which is always funny. John Cena the first couple of the match. John Cena was with one of the other ones, but or with the other one, but <laughs> so that, that, that covers twins, both. right? Like, who was the fourth twin? <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad it was his turn to fuck up, not mine. <laughs> Where's the Macho gone? No, I think he, you imagined it. Is man. He, he's trying to play Where's Macho. <laughs> oh, I love that. There oh, he is. Nice. Stood up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I see. Oh, it's NWO Macho. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. But that that was a nice throw. Mm, like the the leg grab heads yeah. as a thing. <laughs> That was some Shaolin Monk shit. <laughs> I mean, they both sold it. Like, obviously, they both sold it, but shit, that was that was quite coordinated. Yeah, well, if anyone's going to do it well, it's these two. Is he coming out as well? Yep. 
There's a guy in the front row, row holding the uh, Wolf Pack World Title belt. What's the uh, Wolfpack World Title belt? I only know of the NWO one. Well, it's the NWO one, but red. Fair enough. Okay. <laughs> I don't think I've ever actually seen that one, weirdly. <laughs> He's just holding it over his shoulder, as you do. There he is. Cool. He's right in the corner. There he is. Oh, yeah. I've never been a fan of bringing the belt to the actual... Like, as a fan to the matches. It just seems like, for one, it'd be a bloody burden to carry around all night. Well, I guess it's like bringing a sign, isn't it? <laughs> Like that big macho yeah. head. It's kind a very like he's asking a wrestler to grab it and beat another wrestler with it. <laughs> I like this. Mm. See, this is actually one of the moves he was never allowed to use in WWE or chose not to do because their guys weren't capable of taking it. Yeah. Can't use that move, it's too good. It is handy that you can roll out of the ring straight onto the ramp. Yeah. It is. What are you I, I just plan that though, you know? Like, make sure you put me down on this angle so I can get out, can... otherwise. Like, I remember um, a lot of old school wrestling had some entrances like that. TNA had that for a long time, too. Hmm. I, I just like the fact that, you know, if you've got different, like, environments on each side, you can do different things with them. Yeah. Gives you variety. I don't know how I feel about him jumping on the big TV. <laughs> you worried about the pixels? I, I, yeah, I think it bothers me, actually. <laughs> Every kick goes down to like 1080p, 720p, <laughs> or, or something, Pete. You know what it should be? It should be a touchscreen. <laughs> Ooh. That'd look nasty. And slidey. <laughs> And we're not really listening to it, but um, the commentary team, JR, Tony Schiavone, Excalibur, very, very good. Yeah. Adam might not recognize the names, but uh, JR, Jim Ross, best known for the Attitude Era, WWE. He sounds familiar. Yeah. So a the old of, Southern fella. Yeah. So a lot of Stone Cold, Steve Austin time. Mm. And the rock, and all that. Which Jeez. I have to admit was not like a period I listened to heavily. But... No, but uh, Tony Schiavone is more known for his NWA and WCW work. Mm. He was he was in the WWF in like '89, early 1990, but they only used him here and there. Mm. He only had like one pay per view, I think. Might have had two. I'm trying to think. I think he did SummerSlam and the Royal Rumble. Maybe, I honestly can't remember. Yeah. We're not going to talk about how stupid Kenny Omega looked when he started that run. <laughs> little dainty steps on the slidey floor. Yeah. Just being careful. That's one of the reasons why, if I was there, I'd be like, come on, guys, let's you know put some grippy stuff on the yeah. floor. It's only on your shoes, at least. It does take a little bit away from the run, but still, the the leap... The thing that I love the most about that particular knee that he threw, if you keep watching Kenny, he fell over the ropes, did a smooth-as-fuck forward roll, and came up on his knees like nothing happened or went wrong. Oh, I saw it. It was <laughs> it was quite impressive. 
It was like, there's no fuck up that I can do that I can't make it awesome. There was even a, it was an intentional flip over the rope thing? I think he's just done it so many times he knows how to handle that situation. You know, he goes with whatever's happening gravity-wise. Now, Mick, this, this was the um, this is the opening match of the show. Yeah, yeah. So they do they do this quite a bit where they put on like the big drawing thing first. Not always the big drawing thing, but um, they usually do start with a good match. Yeah. Like a, for a long time, the Young Bucks, who are you know a very 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 good tag team, they'd have them in a fucking tag team classic to start every show, just to say, hey everybody, welcome to the show. Here's a great match. Yeah. And I'm all for that. And um, when CM Punk returned, first thing on the show, just yeah. has CM Punk. No that's, waiting around. Yeah, that's what I was going to bring up, that uh, they did it with the CM Punk's return and just mm. straight to it rather than try and drag it out and get people watching the whole thing. And... I think the modern philosophy of booking is you want to bookend the show rather than try and build to this main event. Yeah. And, you know, if it doesn't deliver, then you've basically wasted a whole show. Yeah. You know? If this is your big one, right? And it flops, you've still got time to recover. Exactly. Building everything up to it. Yeah. <laughs> if everything goes pear shaped, you know, you've still got time to get mm -hmm. an orange. Well, I mean, that's happened with WWE before, right? Like, you know, they build it up all match, and you watch the end, and you're like, well, what the fuck was that about? Oh, yeah. Far too many times for my liking. I've gotten to the point where. I won't even watch the main events because you can just skip to the end because they'll they'll never finish clean for one, so the match is pointless. And you just skip to the end for whatever shenanigans they're putting down to try and hook you for next week. Yeah. Like, who's going to run in? Who's going to hit someone with a chair? Who's going to, you know, cheat? There's no drama in the actual matches. And, yeah. So look how fucking easy the dude lifts it. Ooh. I do like how knackered he looks like. Mmm. Well, that knee fucking, you know, Daniel Bryan's plan like it really fucked him up. Because, you know, that's the story. Also, his wrist looks fucked. Mm. The way he's holding it. Kenny Omega's part of a whole crew of people, isn't he? Yes. Yeah. What are they called? Uh, until very recently, the Elite. When Adam Cole joined, they become the Super Click. The Super Click? <laughs> that's yeah. not an improved name. Oh, my God. It comes from Super Kick. I know, but I don't care. Well, that's part of the fun. I know, I'm trying to like, yeah, everything's good, don't worry about it. But um, part of the fun of the Kenny Omega, the Young Bucks, Adam Cole sort of group is they're massive dorks who think they're fucking cool, except they're really good wrestlers also. So you can freely enjoy hating how dorky they are. They get to act like dorks, so they're not too cool for the good guys, but they're also, every single match is worth it. It hits on all those good cylinders. So the goofy name... Only a plus, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, fair enough. Like I said, I'm not trying to just explain away every single little no, no, avenue, no, I mean, but like, uh, yeah. Coming in cold, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I can totally understand that. I would have been just as impressed if you just gave him a toe punch at the buzz at that point. <laughs> Which, funnily enough, would not have been disqualification. Totally legal! King Omega certainly had the way that he wants for the match for a while now. Daniel Bryan's in a bit of a spot. Yeah, there's not a lot of, like, uh, ass hurting moves anymore. They used to have the atomic drop. 
Yeah. Nobody, <laughs> nobody, nobody really uses that anymore. Nah. Although, funny story that comes to mind about Kenny Omega and specifically the butt. He was in, um, when he was in WWE's sort of developmental area, when he was being trained, he was told to stop doing all these high-flying fantastic moves. I want you to settle into a match and just work a body part, which means attack one body part like an arm or a leg. Kenny, because he's a contrarian little fucker, he worked the ass. He won with a top rope atomic drop. The guy was like, so what body part did you choose to use? The ass. <laughs> That's pretty funny. That looks like it would have hurt. Yeah. There's no easy way to go through that for either guy, really. No. But the guy throwing it, he controlled it, so he's got that little bit of a, you know. He had a, a B of pain versus the other guy's A+. Yeah, but he's still the meat in the sandwich. <laughs> he managed to mostly get his ways off him, but still, that would have hurt. Mm. Pretty fair commentary, though. Mm. There's also a new thing from Kenny that I saw in this match, and both of them, I guess, the jabs. You don't see that often in wrestling. Yeah. Probably because most guys can't get it close enough to make it look good. <laughs> I can love that knee. Mm. Elbow's good, too. That was something that could have gone very wrong. Oh, yeah. Ooh, oh. That was a cool move. Mm. You might be honest with me, Mick. This does seem like a pretty good match. <laughs> it's not bad, eh? It feels like the a people move. are pretty happy with it, too. It feels like a move Kurt Angle would have pulled out. Mm, or Taz. Yeah. One of those suplex butts. Now his hair looks stupid that's come out of its ponytail. <laughs> well, it never was in there. Look at the length of it. <laughs> it was moose or something. There's no way that was actually a ponytail. It's just like it. a high bowl cut. <laughs> yeah, right? It's kind of like a Mo from the Three Stooges. <laughs> Although I will say that was funny. Um, Should I go ahead, Adam? I said he's assumed the position. Yeah. <laughs> They finally used that camera. Yeah, it's not bad for that one. Because <laughs> a lot of the time it can just look like garbage. This <laughs> is a fun time to not be a part of. They need to go back to that camera to see it from that angle. Yeah. When um, Brock Lesnar came back a couple of weeks back, him and Daniel Bryan turned out had almost the exact same haircuts, except Brock looks like a fucking barbarian Viking, and Daniel Bryan looks like an enthusiastic substitute teacher. <laughs> I saw someone post on Facebook a picture of Brock Lesnar's head and then a picture of an onion. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. <laughs> Ah, Duke the face, though. How do you like it? <laughs> nice. 
Uh, the reason Kenny Omega was trying to boost him up there was because that is the setup for his finisher. But uh, Daniel Bryan had that scouted. Hence the reversal. Which they were saying no one ever breaks out of, right? Well, uh, once he hits it, no one kicks out of the pin. Uh, Everyone breaks out of it like four times before he hits it. Because <laughs> no one wants to get hit with it because it's so fucking final. Wait, why am I on top of his shoulders? <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> It's one of those. It's one of those things that I like in wrestling, where if you have a nice convoluted finisher, you can protect it in that no one kicks out of it because it gives the opportunity for so many counters out of it. Yeah. There's so many stages and ways to get. Yeah, you know. If you get to step eighteen of the uh, the lift, then you're probably fucked. But. Yeah, that's it. He has to go through there all the pre-boarding. <laughs> that's why I always like moves like the figure four leg lock because you know. People could grab them and roll them up for a small package before they drop down. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. You know? Or they could kick them away. There's like two, three, four yeah. reversal points, I guess. I think you've got to be careful kicking the package in a figure four like what? Yeah. <laughs> Turn into a dick kicking competition. That's it. No one likes that. Oh, that, that was a mess landing. That was. Twas. He kissed the floor. I'd like to see someone just jump off the top rope and then just feet first onto them. Because you're going to hurt uh, them. You're going to hurt them no yeah. matter what. And if they roll, you just land on your feet. Finn Balor does that. Well, that's true. Although I... That is M. Bison. The thing with Finn Balor's one, though, is it always looks like he's not doing it right to me. <laughs> Personal preference, but uh, yeah. Well, you got to be careful with that, right? Or you're just going to go straight through a guy's rib cage. That's the point. If you can't, he can't do it where it looks awesome. He does it just enough so they get away without dying. So it always looks like he's holding back when I, you know, in the reality of what's going on, he should be trying to fucking cave their chest in. <laughs> like that. Hey, if Andre the Giant can stand on motherfuckers and not kill them, he can jump off the top rope onto them. I don't know. They're standing and then there's coming in with a buddy six-foot drop on you. But sta yeah. standing from Andre the Giant. It doesn't matter. You can brace for it. <laughs> they should just so be... quietly. How smooth was that uh, Daniel Bryan counter into that move that he should... almost completed? They should just Very be cool. Popping like fucking like a grape. <laughs> like a grape. Like one of those... standing inside the guy's ribcage with his heart between your toes. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> no, oh, one to the other again. You should probably try and track down an Andre the Giant match from the 70s, you know, when he was like, actually did moves. Mm. That'd be cool. You reckon there'd be one on the network? I don't know. I'll have a look. Let's see, Let's see if I can find anything. Because I've always seen, like, images of him doing moves. Like, there's one of him doing a drop kick. It's like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> fuck you! <laughs> oh, we run out of time. Yep, there's your time limit. 
Fair enough. Didn't really feel like half an hour at all, eh? Well, I was sort of noticing the time, so every time I uh, shift, my mouse comes in. But... <laughs> But yeah, there's a, there you go. Chapter one in whatever these guys are going to do. Just all goodness for 30 straight yeah, that minutes. that was pretty solid. It's like a mm. short sleeve, short onesie. Yeah, right? Rumpus suit. That's, what I was, that, that's the douchebag outfits. Like, down to every conceivable detail, these guys are just like, you can hate us, it's okay. We're douchebags. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one of the best things come out of this too was... Um, Kenny Omega, like the first tweet after this match was just no rematch. <laughs> We're done. Well, I mean, they can hold off for like a year or two now, right? I don't know if they can hold off that long, but definitely for a while, because Kenny will run, and there's not there's no shortage of good matches he can have besides. That's your new favorite, Adam, a dinosaur. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Dylan, to explain that one. <laughs> All right, yeah. I think we can leave it there because that's the whole thing, and they're going to commercial. So that's Daniel Bryan, Kenny Omega. Thank you, Rick. Thank you for introducing us to AEW for the most part. Yeah, I guess I'm inclined to agree. That was a lot more entertaining than I was afraid it was going to be. <laughs> Well, if there's anything else that's just absolutely watchable, I'll let you guys know, and we'll maybe give that another crack as well and do some quasi-modern wrestling. Yeah, quasi. well, I mean, look, don't get me wrong. I actually really am sort of enjoying doing this, uh, the classics, but it, it's a slog, and I need energy drinks, because that's... Yeah. I know three what you hours mean. Of, you know, a good half hour of wrestling in there is tough to sit through. But That's it. When you have half an hour of just wrestling, that's not bad. It's pretty slow. It's pretty tight. Yeah. All right, thanks, gentlemen. We'll wrap it up because my dog's clip clopping and jumping on me. I think she wants to go out for a piss. Yeah, um, cool. We'll wrap it up. Thank you for watching the match with me. Hey, hey, Nick, <laughs> bye, 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 guys.